the prophet Nathan stuck his finger in David's face and said, Thou art the man. Then David realized the things that had transpired over the last little while. The story that Nathan had told him, he put the pieces together and realized, yes, I am the man. I am wrong. He realized that things that he had allowed to happen in his life had brought him to a very low place. And he had to be real at that moment. He had to be honest with himself or he knew he would never get beyond this place. He said, yes, I am the man. I've got to be honest. I've got to be real or I'll never get past this place. This is Daniel Orton, and welcome to the Stay Podcast. Here, my purpose is to strengthen the apostolic life. Hey guys, welcome back to the Stay Podcast. I'm going to try to jump on here real quick and take care of this. Uh, It's a little later than I want it to be, but I want to try to be uh, consistent with this and um, hold myself accountable to myself and realize I got to get this stuff going. Um, I will start off with this. I know I've got my introduction and I'll I'll lead into that. um, that No doubt you've already heard here, but Nelson Mandela said, As I have said, the first thing is to be honest with yourself. You can never have an impact on society if you have not changed yourself. Great peacemakers are all people of integrity, of honesty, but humility. That's incredible. And today, uh, I want to talk about being real, being honest, and being real and honest with ourself um the, the bible says in revelations 21 and 8 but the fearful the unbelieving the abominable the murderers um the idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire which burneth with um fire and brimstone which is the second death we know that lying is wrong surely to goodness if you're listening to this podcast, you realize if you lie, you're going to fry, as everybody says. Uh, lying is a sin, and it will cause you to go to hell. Uh, we, we see it early in the, in the Bible, in Exodus 20 and 16. Uh, we see it as one of the original commandments, Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. We see it in Proverbs 6, 16 through 17. It says, These six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him, a proud look and a lying tongue. We see it um, in Proverbs 19, 9. It says, A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall perish. We see it in Proverbs 12 and 22. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. Proverbs, I'm sorry, Psalms 101 and 7 said, He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that tells lies shall not tarry in my sight. We jump to the New Testament. We got some scriptures for those who don't like the old, uh, the New Testament, excuse me, the Old Testament, you know. Well, guess what? We have it in the New Testament as well. Colossians 3 and 9. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. Ephesians 4 and 25. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man the truth his neighbor if we are members one of another and of course 
you know, the scripture I read in Revelation 21, 8 says that all liars, along with the other things, are going to have their part in the lake of fire. Uh, there's a song that uh, people used to sing, Revelations, Revelations 21, 8, 21 and 8. Liars go to hell. Liars go to hell. Burn, 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 burn. Now, we had, we we think about that, you know, and it, that's funny, but, you know, uh, how much untruth has to be in something before it's a lie? And we got to understand that where lies come from, lies, they originate from the devil. And when you're lying, that is one of those times when you're never more like the devil. Keep that in mind. If you're, you're, if you're accusing somebody, especially false accusing, or you're lying, that's one of those times that you're never more like the devil. Uh, I'm going to talk about being real, and I'll get back to my opening story about David here in a moment. But um, I want to establish something here about, about lying. We've got to understand it's important not to lie. Uh, John 8, 44 says, you are, the fa- you are of your father, the devil. The lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. We realize that Satan is deceitful, he is a liar, and he's going to tell us all kinds of lies. Uh, that's how, you know, the Apostle Paul talked about it in, in uh, 2 Corinthians eleven three, 3, when he's talking about how Satan and his deceitful ways, and Paul, he warned us, he said that, you know, as, as Satan, the serpent, beguiled Eve through his subtlety, uh, we let that thing get in our minds as well. And he told them, you can't be ignorant of Satan's devi- devices. And and this is one reason I'm, I'm endeavoring to do this podcast is it seems like people are ignorant of the devices of Satan. And one of his oldest devices is deception. It's uh, It was used in the beginning with Eve and it's still being used today. And it's he's still telling lies. Um he tells us the Bible isn't, you know, it's not relevant. It's outdated. <coughs> the devil, excuse me, the devil is lying to our culture about marriage is old-fashioned and uh, traditional family is outdated. He's telling us that, you know, you can choose your gender. That's all right. It's all right for a man to be with a man or a woman to be with a woman. He, he's telling these lies about, you know, all these different lies, telling young people and adults alike, hey, live it up, do your own thing, have have all, you, you have all your life to do, uh, go to church and get in church, and the devil will tell you, you know, just, just satisfy your own desire. And we know the devil is a liar, and he is lying to us, and he's telling us lies. Um, but, there's something I want to address here, and we know surely we know lying is is wrong. There's a message that I preached that I entitled "The Greatest Lie Ever Told," and this brings to me what the context of my podcast here today, and and uh, I'll try to put that uh, link to that sermon that I preached. I think it's on our Harvest House page, but I'll try to put it, uh, a link to that in the uh, show notes here. So if you want to go listen to that sermon, you can. But um, the greatest lies ever told is not told by the devil. It's not told by somebody um, telling lies on us. But I believe 
the greatest lie that we've ever told is, or that's ever been told, is when we begin to tell lies about ourselves and we believe them. And in the context of that sermon, it was uh, the greatest lie that's ever been told is that I'm okay. And that's the context of what I'm going to talk about here for a few moments with this, is the fact that we are living in a time, and I've seen people struggle so much in church and falter. And, I, you know, I, I kind of want to go some different directions. If uh, if any of you guys have not listened to the podcast that Jake and done, he actually interviewed me on his Peculiar podcast. Go find Peculiar, listen to it. And uh, he was, I was talking to him about it, and I told him, I said, hey, I'm, I just want to go get into, you know, how we need to pray and read this stuff and keep you in church. And I'll get to some of that. But um, I got to thinking about this, about how we need to be real and be honest with ourselves, and quit telling ourselves that we're okay. Because I see this. People, they come to church and they struggle so much. And I've had people say, Pastor, I just don't know why I'm going through these things. And honestly, I look at them and I think, and I've tried to tell some, look, you're living in sin. Um, you know, I've had people, I had this one person sitting in my office tell me, look, I know if Jesus comes back today, I'm going to go to heaven. And the whole time she's living with somebody, sleeping with them and having sexual relations with them, and they're not married. And, you know, if you're believing that type of lie and you're not being honest with yourself, you're not going to, you're going to struggle to be in church. You're going to struggle to live for God. And, you know, as I mentioned in Jacob's podcast, he asked me the question, well, we, you know, struggle to be in church. It's, I'm not just talking about coming to church. I'm talking about when I say in church, living for God, living for God in such a way that you're going to stick in there. You're going to stay in there. But there is a, there is a spirit of deception that is running rampant in our time. And the devil is lying to anybody that'll listen to him. And he's telling some big lies. But the biggest lie is when we start saying, I'm okay with right where I am. And hoping with a story about David um, and how Nathan stuck his finger in his face after telling him about the story, you know, about the man who, uh, if you don't know the story, I paraphrase it here a little bit. You know, David had um, seen Bathsheba, one of his men's wife, out bathing uh, in the first place he, he should have never been where he was at the time he was he he knew what was going on he he got he, he let the devil lie to him tell him it was okay he started believing that lie and that's how the devil works he'll start saying hey it's okay and if we you know if we entertain that long enough we're going to believe that it's okay and we'll tell ourselves it's all right and we'll do it and then david done this you know and he brought her in he had sexual relations with his uh, one of his mighty warriors, one of his mighty 30 men, Uriah's wife. And um, and then all of a sudden she's pregnant. He brings him home, tries to make it, smooth it over like he could go be with her and like the baby would be her husband's. And he, he was so loyal he wouldn't do it. And uh, eventually sent him back to the battlefield, put him on the front lines where he knew he'd get killed. And... Um, he thought it was all okay, but Nathan, uh, God told Nathan, and Nathan went to David and said, hey, you know, there's this man, he, he had this little sheep, and he's taking care of it, and then this other man had all kinds of sheep, and I'm paraphrasing it, so, you know, you can find it, and uh, 
I believe it's in Samuel, Second uh, Samuel chapter 12. You can find the story and read about it. But um, he said, look, this guy had this little lamb. And this other guy come took this lamb from him and, and killed it. And David got so upset. And he said, who is this man? Tell me who it is. And Nathan stuck his finger in his face. And David, you're the man. And uh, he began to tell him about what he had done. Now, I was thinking about this before I started the podcast here tonight. And I was thinking about a documentary I seen one time about this story. They went, I don't remember what it was. I think it was a historic uh, history channel documentary. Somebody told me about it. And I was, my mom had uh, <clears throat> recorded it and we was watching it. And I had to laugh through a whole lot of this documentary. It was very much off the Bible. I mean, like the angels in Sodom and Gomorrah was like uh, samurai, um, <laughs> had like samurai swords and they was like ninjas and it was hilarious. But when he got the story of David, when Nathan done this, it depicted David in a way that he was not. When Nathan told David, David got mad. He got upset and and it's like he was reluctant to repent. That's not the way you understand the Word of God. David immediately realized, yes, I'm wrong. And David repented. And, uh, you know, he said the baby was going to die. David fasted for the baby. He took ownership. He he realized, yes, I am wrong. He was real with himself. And I believe this is where we have found ourselves. We have so many people that's not taken ownership. And I, I begin to search for some quotes about... Um, being honest with yourself and being real with yourself. And I don't know what I'll end up naming this. I've, I've had it be honest or be real. But, you know, I, that's why I start seeing these quotes. Be true to yourself. Be, no matter what people say, be who you are and this and that. And that, that that's dangerous. Because when you go there, you start being who you think you are. That's where the lie comes in. Because the devil will tell you, just... It doesn't matter what that pastor says. It doesn't matter what the church says. It doesn't matter about this and that. And it just be true to your feelings. Do what you feel like doing. Listen, we can't do that. And the only way you can be real to yourself is if you have an understanding of what the Word of God says. Because you can't be real with yourself. You've got to be real with yourself aligned with the Word of God. And we've got to understand that if we're going to be real, be honest. What is the standard of honesty? You know, because this world says it's okay to do certain things. It's all right to, um, you know, for a man and a man to be together, a woman and a woman to be together. It's okay for you to, um, let's just use this. I'll just jump out there. Marijuana, you know, it's legal in states. So it's okay. Go right ahead. Smoke it. It's legal. Just because something's legal doesn't make it righteous. Just because something is okay in whatever state you may live in doesn't make it okay with God. If anything makes us lose control of ourselves and we can't control ourselves, that's something we're, you know, and I know I'm getting in a can of worms here, opening a can of worms, but just trying to get us to understand where I'm talking, where I'm going here. You've got to be real with yourself. Because I have these people that I've dealt with in, in ministry and and as I talked about the young lady, there's been others, you know, it's like, I just don't know what I, I don't know, uh, I just can't make it, you know, I just don't, and I, I literally told them, look, let's be, let's take forgiveness, for example. 
I've had these people who's like, I don't know why I'm struggling so much or why I can't really get where I need to be. And I go forward and I come back. And, and I've literally told some folks, I said, well, have you forgiven this? Because they've told, you know, they confided in me and said, hey, I've, I've got these feelings. This has happened to me. And I said, hey, did you forgive this person? I just can't forgive them. And the devil convinces us that people that, how oh, you can't forgive them for what they've done to you. And we believe that I can make it without forgiving them. And when the Word of God simply says, the Bible, Jesus said, if you don't forgive your brothers, you know, I'm not going to forgive you. I don't have the scripture reference right in front of me, but I promise you it's there. And we got to be careful with this stuff. Uh, let me read these scriptures in Ephesians 4, 17, 19. This I say, therefore, and testify um, in the Lord that ye henceforth not walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their minds, having the understanding darkened and being alienated from, alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts. See, he's talking about this blindness, who being past feelings have given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanliness with greediness. You see, they their past feelings, their past recognizing, you know, and, and the devil, when I find myself listening to that lie of the devil, that what I'm doing that's against the word of God, I'm okay. That's not being real. That's not being honest. And you're going to struggle to stay in church. This is what's going to happen. I've seen it through the years of pastoring and ministry. You'll do good for a while. And then you'll hit that place that you need to get right in your life. And you're covering it up. I'm okay with it. I'm all right with this. I, I can, you you know, you've done it long enough. You, you live, you've been in church for years and years and years. It, it, I mean, I've, I've literally talked to people who said, God told me to get rid of this. It may be something that the Bible doesn't even call sin, but there's enough principles to make it sin. And they said, God told me to get rid of this. And yet, years and years later, they still haven't got rid of it, and they wonder, why can I not break through to where God wants me to be? Well, it may be because you've convinced yourself that even though God told you to get rid of it, get it out of your life, or forgive that person, you say, okay, I'm okay, because I can go to church and I can still feel the presence of God. It's like, it's like Samson. Samson had convinced himself that, hey, God's working in my life. God's God's doing something in my life. And we see this through Samson. He believed his own lie because, you know, everything Samson was not supposed to do, Samson done. And through a process of time, God's grace and his mercy, and God's going to do his plan. He's going to do what he needs to do. And, and we see it in Samson. You know, he picks the gates up, carries away. He, he, he slays the... Uh, the Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey and he's drinking water out of it and he's getting honey out of the lion's uh, carcass that he that he killed and smote and we see all this stuff till finally it come to that point when he bore everything he had and he believed his own lie and the Bible literally says this you know he believed I'm okay I, and he wasn't on himself he knew he wasn't supposed to do that stuff and finally, he, he bore it all and told Delilah. And he got up and, I'll go out and I'll do like I've always done. There's going to come a point 
that if you're not careful, you'll cross a threshold that God will let you believe you're okay. And when you're not real with yourself, he'll let you believe that you're okay. And you'll cross over into a place that you don't want to go. I'll give you a scripture of that in a moment, but it's, you know, let me give you a few things what people's done through the times. They said, you know, um, people tell me, that, you know, I'm telling you to be honest and real. So people tell me all the time that I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to read my Bible. Well, that's not honest. That's not real because people are scrolling through Facebook. They're, um, they're watching they're looking at all the social media stuff, binge-watching shows. And that that's not being honest. You do have time. You're not making time. People tell me, I can't afford to pay tithes, Pastor. I can't give in the offerings. But you see new phones. You see people paying for Internet every month. That, that costs a lot. I know it does. They see people paying for um, nice vehicles, getting a new phone every time they come out, but you can't afford to pay tithes and give offerings. You're not being honest, and you're going to struggle to stay in because if you can be honest and realize, okay, this is God's financial plan. This is what I'm supposed to do. And I know this may be hard, but I've told you through this that I'm going to help somebody stay in church. So if I can say somebody... Say something that helps somebody realize, oh, wow, I've not been honest about that situation. There's so many things we could talk about. And I cover a lot of that in the sermon that I preached it, if you want to go listen to that. But um, the, the scary thing is, if you're not careful, you'll believe this stuff, and you can cause yourself to be lost for eternity. If you're not honest with yourself first, then you could be in a lot of trouble. Um, let me let me read this scripture for you. Um, there's several of them here, but let me, this is in Second Thessalonians chapter two. It said, "For the mystery of iniquity doth already work; only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way, and then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume." with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the work of Satan with all power and signs, lying wonders, with all deceivableness, deceivableness, I'm sorry if I didn't get that out exactly right, of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. See, we got to love the word. We got to love the truth. That's what's going to save us. And when we love that, that, Word is we got to be honest with what that word says and not what anybody else says and not the lies we're telling ourselves or somebody else is telling us or the devil's telling us. Here's the danger of it. He said, and for this cause, God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Did you hear that? That's powerful. God shall send them a strong delusion. And I'm a, I personally believe that the lie that they will believe is a lie that they're telling themselves that I'm okay right where I am. And he goes on to say that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. He's let's see, Paul's telling them, he said, look, when you're going to have, you're going to be down when you believe not the truth that you, the way you're living is not right. And they have pleasure in unrighteousness. And I believe that Jesus, you know, he loves us. He's merciful. But people's got this concept that Jesus loves me. 
And he's not going to send me to hell like I am. Yeah, we've got to be careful with that. He's going to stand up and people's going to say, have we not done this in your name and that in your name? And he's going to say, look, I, depart from me. I never knew you. And we've got to understand that we have to be honest. Number one, with ourself. Or we're not, we're going to struggle. Um, Jack Canfield said, don't kid yourself. Be honest with yourself. Take your on, own inventory. Thank God for pastors. Thank God for leaders in our life. Thank God for all of them. But you have to take responsibility for yourself. You have to be real. You have to be honest. And you've got to be willing to say, you know what? I've got to fix that in my life. Several years ago, um, I hit this realization in my life that um, when me and my wife dated, um, there's some things we done we shouldn't have done. Being a guy, nah, no big deal went on. My wife wouldn't like that. Uh, she dealt with a lot of emotional issues because she's like, oh, God, God's going to come back and all this stuff is happening. I'm going to go to hell. A real conscience and me being, I, you know, anyway. Well, when we got, my kids got older, my daughter got older, and some things happened to her. Then all of a sudden the realization hit me of, wow, um, that was me a long time ago. And I realized that a lot of emotional issues that my wife was dealing with because of some things that we done that we shouldn't have done. And you know, we were both as uh, podcasts, so you can decide whether your kids want to hear this stuff or not. But I'm being honest, I'm being real. I believe in being transparent. So I um I realized that, you know, we both we were virgins when we got married, but we had explored and done some things we shouldn't have. And I realized, like, wow, that's my fault. That's not hers. And when I realized and I brought that, finally was honest with my wife and told, and I apologized to her. I cried for 30 minutes in the bed uncontrollably. I could not stop myself from weeping, apologizing, weeping, telling her, I'm sorry, honey. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And from that point, I have tried to all of a sudden become more honest with myself and look at myself and realize when I'm wrong and fix that in my life because it's important. Second Corinthians 13, 5 says, examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves. He says, you examine yourself, you prove your own self. See if you're in the faith. He said, no, not Know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobates. The only way to examine ourselves is to look at ourselves through the mirror of the Word of God. And this is the only way that we're going to make heaven, is we got to be born again. Be born again of the water and the Spirit. And um, we have got to realize we need to look at ourselves and see as what Paul told them in 2 Corinthians 13 and 5. You've got to look at yourself and say, am I, am I aligned with the Word of God? Now, I hope people can make heaven with the way some, some live. I really do. 
But listen, folks, uh, we've got to make sure that we're in line with God's Word. We've got to make sure that we're lined up with that Word because if not, man, we could we could be in a lot of trouble. And I, I, you got to be real. you got to be honest. We've got to be a David, a man after God's own heart, and be honest and say, look, yeah, I am the man. Lord, would you forgive me? And I encourage you to examine yourself. If you're struggling, you can't figure out what in the world's going on, search your life. God, have you told me to do something I haven't done? Am I living in a way that's against the Word of God and I just keep pushing it off and going by it? Now, I know some things takes time, you know. If you live a certain way all your life and you now you're trying to live for God, it takes time to get rid of some things. Sometimes God takes things immediately away, and sometimes we have to struggle with it. But we can't not struggle, or you'll end up being comfortable enough that you're all right with sinning and trying to live for God, and then you may end up being a reprobate. The Lord may let you believe, okay, you, you know, you go ahead and live that way because you're not going to listen to me anyway, and we don't want to do that, so. So I guess my, my word to you today to help you stay in where you need to be with God is you've got to be honest and you've got to be uh, real with yourself, whether you're lined up with the word of God, lined up with the real teaching truth of God's word. Because if not, you're going to struggle. You're going to have a hard time staying in the church. So, hey, guys, you hear people say, keep it real. And then when I say it to you to keep it real, Keep it real with the Word. Examine yourselves. Prove your own selves. That you know that your own selves, how that Jesus is in you. Because we don't want to be reprobates. So, hey guys, appreciate y'all listening. Um, if you're enjoying this stuff, hey, give me some likes. Give me some comments. Share this with somebody you think it may help them out. And um, we appreciate everybody that's uh, jumping in and helping um, this endeavor. So, and, um, Hey man, I appreciate you. Appreciate each and everybody, each and every one of you. I'm tongue tied here at the end of it. So, but Hey, just let's keep it real, real with Jesus. So God bless everybody. Thank you for listening today. If anything you have heard today in this podcast has helped you, why don't you share it with someone you know, a friend or family member, and also consider rating and following us as well. Hope you have a great day. God bless you.